Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Hillary Gadsby. She is the CEO and co-founder of Boss Talks. How are you doing today, Hillary? I'm doing very well, Brad. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with the Empowerography community and I just appreciate you. I know we've been trying to get this done for a while, so it's great <laughs> to finally have you on the show and yes. talk about what you're doing with Boss Talks. I'm, I'm so appreciative and grateful to have you here today. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. So let's jump right in. You are an entrepreneur. You're an author. You've worked in marketing, event management. You've been dubbed a renaissance woman and Jill of all trades by Forbes. Those are some pretty big accolades from a pretty big source. How did yeah. that feel for you being named a Renaissance woman and Jill of all trades by such a prestige company as Forbes? Well, so I actually got that article back in 2014. A friend of mine was a contributing columnist on Forbes and she wrote it. And I've kind of always been that type of person who has a lot of plates up in the air kind of spinning. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's kind of fitting to be the Jill of all trades. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be obviously a master of none because I think that every single plate that I do have up in the air all fits together some form. So, but it was pretty exciting. I mean, I was jumping, jumping up for joy. Like, you know, Forbes is a big deal. And yeah, was, that's Oh my true. gosh, I can't believe I'm in Forbes. <laughs> I can't even imagine how that must have felt. It was it was really great because it wasn't it wasn't on the women empowerment stuff. It was on, you know, the stuff that I did in my in my previous life. I mean, I still do it consult uh, on a consulting basis, but right. it was on that and it was kind of just taking a lot of hard work and and sort of I guess memorializing it if you will. Yeah, I love it. So tell us a bit about your work in marketing and event and event management. I know you've worked with some pretty big brands. Can you tell us about some of the brands you've you've worked with and what type of work you did for and with them? Yeah, so I've always been a master connector, Brad. I love connecting people to opportunity. And when I started a Gadsby Affair, that was the whole point of it. It was all about getting that return on investment because in 2008, when the economy was yes. kind of, was in a bad way. People were trying to figure out, well, if I'm going to be throwing an event, I can't have it just be an event. It has something has to come from it. Yeah. So I I developed a company that was all about creating a strategic marketing plan 
through the platform of events to get an ROI. So the companies that I got to work with were Toyota, the Four Seasons. I got to work with financial service firms. I got to work with incredible nonprofits like Autism Speaks and the LA Boys and Girls Club. And and it was really all about, you know, for the, obviously for the nonprofits, it was helping them fundraise and create that strategic plan through that, that event to fundraise. And then for the other companies, it was to help them get clients. And we were able to get millions of dollars in, in new business for our clients over the 10 years of my, of my company. I just got completely burned out <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah, I can from, see how from that kind of happen. being that person that does it all. I have to say that I'm a little bit of a control freak and I, and I had a hard <laughs> time letting go of control. And so I did everything myself and I did bring in contractors, but I was so afraid that they weren't going to do it the way I wanted. Right. It was a detriment to me because then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do work in the business, work on the business, work with the clients and do the business development all at the same time. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, how long were you doing this work for? 10 years. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could see how that could burn you out that long being the person that does everything. Yeah. I mean, I created the strategies so that they could get the ROI, the creative side, working with the different vendors. And if I had had somebody who was kind of like my right hand, which I waited too long to get, my company probably would have scaled a lot faster and I wouldn't have had to close it down. But it just, it got to the point where I was going to networking events, Brad, and I was like, I'm seeing the same people I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And for me, that's crazy because I'm a master connector and I love connecting people and I love meeting people. And I was like, Oh God, kill me now. I have to do this again. And it was, and when you get to that point in your career, when you're doing something and you feel if you're not passionate about it anymore, it's time to go. For sure. For sure. Where was that point for you? At what point in that 10 years, did you reach that point? Probably in 2016. Okay. So, so and then, and you dissolved, and you dissolved the company when? 2017. So it took you a year almost to dissolve it. It it took me a year. Well, I had clients, but I stopped trying to get new ones. Was that tough coming to grips with that though, and actually doing it? Or had you made up your mind? like, okay, as you just said, when you get to the point where the passion's gone, it's time to say goodbye and that's it, we're done. So was that easy for you then? Were you at that point then and just say, okay, you know what, I can't do it. I just got to tie up loose ends kind of thing. It wasn't easy. It's never easy to shut down a company that you've had for 10 years. Yeah. It, it's never easy. And I didn't have employees. I, I was on a very, very low burn rate, did not have a lot of overhead. It was basically me. And then I would pay independent contractors. And so it wasn't, it was, I didn't have to tell my employees that I was closing down. It was, it was really just me saying, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do all of it anymore. And I still do events. I still consult, but I'm a freelancer. So how the hell did you do it for so long though? I mean, that's, that's a you're wearing a ton of hats. So how did you, how did you keep up the stamina to do it? It was just so much fun. I love it. (laughs) What you get from when, when somebody walks into your event and they're like, whoa. Yeah. And then on top of that, your client is like, this was amazing. And I got clients out of it. 
that's even better. I mean, it's, yeah. I guess you could say it's a little bit of an ego thing, but you put in so much hard work. Events are hard. There's a lot of moving parts. My uncle was like, I can't believe that you're doing events. There's too many moving parts to it. And I was like, yeah. I'm okay with that because I know how to connect the dots. I know, I know what goes with what. Yeah. What was the most exciting or inspiring part about working with all these big brands for you? Just the creativity vendors that I got to work with who were so creative and they could just like take a vision and then bring it to life. It was so amazing. It still is. <laughs> Can you talk to us a bit about your work as an author? How many books have you written? What are they called or what is the book you wrote called? Sure. So I've only written one book. Okay. I do well, have a only, book. I've only written one book. Well, it wasn't a full book. So I was part of a compilation book okay. called Passionistas, Tips, Tales, and Tweetables for Women Pursuing Their Dreams. Okay. And I was one of the 40 authors in that book who wrote a story. And so my story is number four in the book. And I have these incredible other women who are part of the book. So I did one chapter. That's, right. that's really it. So it wasn't a full book. Yeah. That chapter needs to continue. I need to write the rest of the story, <laughs> but it's like finding the time to do that. And also yeah. getting over the fear of like really putting myself out there. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great process. It made me, you know, kind of think about, you know, what I wanted to do, put some fire under me. And so, yeah, but and hopefully yeah. put fire under many other women. Yes. Cool story, it, right? it did. It did. And we hit Amazon bestseller the first awesome. day and it was, wow. yeah. how did that whole process come about for you? How did the opportunity arise? So there was a girl named Erica De La Cruz who reached out to me and I think it was on Facebook or something and said, I love what you're doing with Stiletto Gal. And, you know, I want to, I wanted to see if you'd like to be part of this book. And that was kind of how it all worked. Okay. All right. In 2016, you founded Boss Talks. Yep. Can you talk to us and tell us a bit about the, that business and the organization, what it's all about? Give us a brief overview. Yeah. So it never, it wasn't a business. It was more of a passion project. Okay. So like I told you, I love to be a master connector and I love helping other women. I unfortunately have not had the best experience with women helping me. The reason why I started it, it actually started with a brand called Stiletto Gal. Okay. And that was really, I wanted to figure out a way how to show women what it was like to be an entrepreneur, like walk a mile in my shoes every day, because I didn't have any female mentors when I started a Gadsby affair. Women wouldn't help me. I mean, I had women who passed off my clients for their own when I hired them as, as an independent contractor. I've had, you know, contracts stolen out, you know, from wow. under me. And, I mean, women can be awful to each other. They really can. <laughs> And I have always made it my mission to, uh, and I, I, I was bullied as a child too. Like mm -hmm. there were all these women's clicky groups that, yeah. and, and I was just not part of them and they were mean. I had this, there were these mean girls and I always wanted, I was like, why are women not coming together to help each other? Why yeah. are they not giving them a path forward? Yeah. And so when I started Stiletto Gal, it was really a blog and it was just to kind of give myself sort of like, okay, I'm here to help you. This is what I do. This is what I go through on a daily basis. Here are some tips for you. Then every Thursday I did walk a mile in her shoes. So uh, another woman, it was, I, I highlighted another okay. woman in business. 
And it turned into a speaker series in 2014 called Secrets of Successful Women Entrepreneurs. Okay. And we started it here in Los Angeles. Mm. We branded it in 2016 to Boss Talks. Oh, okay. And we were doing it here in Los Angeles for six years, every yeah. single month, live in person. And, <laughs> when we could do it. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2019, my father passed away in May. Sorry. Thank you. And I'm an only child. Mm. And I wanted, he, he has always been my biggest cheerleader supporter. And I thought, well, if he's going to be looking down on me, whether you believe in God or not, yeah. you know, universe, whatever, if he's going to be looking down on me, I want him to be like, that's my daughter. She yeah. has an impact. And so decided to actually make it a company and, um, and do something about it. And we had such amazing things happen during the six years of what we were doing for the speaker series, including, you know, women got funding, they made best friends, they had, you know, business opportunities. There were just so much connection that happened. Yeah. I wanted that to be all over the world. Yeah. And so what Boss Talks is today is we're a global membership. Okay. Where we help women step out of isolation, level up in their business and increase their income potential. And our overall mission is to increase the economic footprint of women globally. So we do that through building communities and we have 11 communities across the globe. Wow. That's incredible. Across the globe. Yeah. So LA, so we have Austin, Boston, Chicago, (laughs) Dallas, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, New York, San Francisco Bay, Toronto, and Vancouver Whistler. Beautiful. That's amazing. So I got to ask, so you mentioned about, women not helping each other and supporting each other and lifting each other up. Have you noticed, let's say in the past, I don't know, because I know I personally have noticed a difference, but have you personally noticed a difference being a woman and being in that world? Have you noticed a difference where that landscape is starting to shift where you're seeing more of a community and more of women helping to lift each other up as opposed to that clawing each other down and, and only thinking about themselves? Yes, I am seeing that. I'm seeing okay. both. I still see women not wanting to help each other. Yeah. But luckily within our community, within Boss Talks, they are there to help one another. That's, yeah. that's what they're about. We're about mentoring others and then mentoring, you know, sending that elevator back down, right? Yeah. So we have incredible mentors, coaches, world, you know, award-winning coaches in there. All they want to do is help women grow their business or grow their careers. And that is it. And so do our members. Oh, I'm sure you wouldn't put up with anything less anyways. I mean, there's no room for negativity in that bullshit in a community like that that you're creating or in these communities that you're creating. Right. And to be honest with you, Brad, we don't pay our speakers. So our monthly events, they say, well, this is my fee. And I say, okay, you're not the right fit because I want women who are like, oh yeah, I want to help the next generation of women. I want to help them, you know, not make the same mistakes that I did. I want to send that elevator back down. I want to pass that baton. And so if somebody asks me to be paid, I say, you know, I'm sorry, we just don't do that. It's not, it's a mentorship platform. This is not the right fit. Yeah, it's not a good fit. So why do you think then that this constant competition among women why why is that i i that is something that ball has boggled my mind for years because i saw it in the corporate world where i came from women yep. constantly not supporting each other not lifting each other up when one woman gets a, pr- a promotion or whatever it's like oh that bitch or she didn't deserve i deserved it why do you think that is our mothers do it to us yeah 
I remember when I was growing up, my mother would talk smack about other mothers. And I, I hear that. And I think that still goes on. And there's still that women just, we get into these cliques and we get into these these sort of groups and we're catty and we're mean. And I truly believe that it comes from our mothers and how they, and how they did it and how, and how they saw their mothers do it. And I think it's just this, this evil cycle that just keeps going around. And until you actually change that, like my generation, everybody in my generation are pretty much, they have children. Yeah. I'm a Gen Xer and they have children. That's the way you have to stop it. You have to start educating them to be nicer and to help other and help other women. Right. Do you think though, that it has anything to do with being conditioned by men where the positions are are far fewer for women, of course, in the corporate world, and they've had to compete. So it's just naturally part of what they're doing. It's like, well, I've got to look out for me because of the way I've been conditioned. Yeah. And I mean, I can't really answer too, too much about the corporate world. My business partner, Wendy can, because she came from it and she came from a very male dominated industry, both insurance and law. And, you know, one thing that she would say is that, yes, exactly that. I mean, we're, we're playing in the sandbox of men and it's everyone for themselves. Yeah. So have you also seen a shift in that landscape where more women are getting into the entrepreneurial world and and I'm sure part of it has got to do with the fact that, you know what, I'm tired of the bullshit dealing with the men's shit and not getting my due in these corporations. Yeah. So fuck it. I'm going to go out and I'll, I'll be my own CEO. Yeah. I think you have that, but I also think that you have, we lost 2 million women in the workforce in 2020 and yeah. they're yeah. obliged to start their own business because they need to provide for their families. Yeah. That's, that was a huge, I couldn't, that statistic was staggering when I heard that, that yeah. women were the highest affected by the whole pandemic in terms of job loss and financial loss. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So back to boss talk. So what is entailed? Like, what do you guys, so you have monthly events that you run, obviously now they're virtual, but what, what does a typical event look like for you guys? So it's really a fireside chat. We will do a 30 minute fireside chat. Right now we're virtual. We we do everything virtually. We are going back to live, but we'll always have a virtual component. So it's a 30 minute fireside chat between a moderator and the speaker. Yeah. And it's, it's all about their story and then what kind of nuggets that they can leave. Yeah. And then we'll do a 30 minute closed door mentoring session for our members only. So non-members can attend any of the events for free. And then our, our mentoring sessions for the premium members only. Okay. And they basically, it's an ask anything kind of group discussion. So they can ask anything that they want about their business, about their career, about whatever they want in that 30 minute session. Awesome. So what are some of the perks and benefits of joining Boss Talks for women that may be listening that want to join? We have incredible perks. So not only do you get these monthly fireside chats, Mm -hmm. but you also get quarterly mentorship trainings from eight different coaches. Wow. You're ending up getting more than quarterly training because it's kind of every month since we have eight coaches. Yeah. And they focus on entrepreneurship or business coaching. 
We have mindset and leadership, PR and public relations and visibility, social media marketing, digital marketing, marketing, um, or business organization. So creating those processes to make more money and, and more time in your business. Gosh, what else do we have? <laughs> um, a lot, a hell of sales, a lot. High ticket sales. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yes. And so these in-person events obviously are, look a lot different, but it's a similar type thing. You have the fireside, you have one featured speaker each month. Yes. Now, is there also, when those events aren't happening, yes. there's obviously a community there. So the women can connect with each other and bounce ideas off and talk to each other and get advice from others in the community, correct? They absolutely can. So we have an app and you can message somebody, um, just just text them if you want to. We also have, we have these really great monthly events called quick pitch where we bring members together and they get to talk about their business, but it's also like a needs and leads kind of thing. So it's like, how can I help you? And also, you know, what you might need. And it's incredible what happens. All the women are like, oh, I know somebody who could do that. Or I think you should do this. And so we've had such amazing things. And that happens every single month. Our members, our premium members can come to that and be able to kind of get coached on their business, but also get them connected to the right people. That's incredible. What an amazing community. It just sounds so incredible. I love it. Now, you have mentioned that you've got 11 chapters now, right? You we have 11 chapters and we have members in 14 countries. Wow. And you just launched your newest chapter in San Francisco Bay, correct? Yes. Yes. So how do you decide where your chapters are going to be set up? Like who, how do you pick which cities they go in and, and what is the criteria? A couple of things. So okay. a lot of times people come to us okay. and they say, Hey, I'd love to do this in my city. Yeah. And you know, what do I need to do? Yeah. But for me, the criteria, the very first criteria that I look for in a woman to lead a chapter is they have to have this passion to help other women. Right. That's it. Like that is, that is the biggest thing. Obviously they need to have the time and then they also need to understand they need to have somewhat of a community already so that they can just sort of plug in. Right. But the overarching is you have to be willing to help other women. Like like-minded that, women. Like-minded women. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and then other times, you know, because we have this huge mission to increase the economic footprint of women globally, it's that, well, how do you do that? You do that in the larger cities. So we focus now on the larger cities for now in larger cities in the U.S. and well, globally, actually, right now we're just in the U.S. and Canada. So just North America, but we, we will expand hopefully in 2022 to, you know, Europe and uh, in other countries. Amazing. That's so incredible. I love it. Yeah. Is there plans to expand more in Canada? Because I know you have two chapters here in Whistler and Toronto. Is there plans to expand more in Canada? Yeah, we we would like to. We just have to kind of figure out who is the right fit. And, you know, I think we've got to, we have 11 chapters and those chapters, right right now we're all virtual, but we're going to start opening. So it's almost like a relaunch of each chapter. To go live. We're always going to record every single one of those events. So every, okay. every event will have a fireside chat, no matter what. Right. And so we will stream that on Zoom, every okay. single one of them, and they will be in our library. We have about 80 hours of content in our Holy library that you can shit. watch. That you can watch. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. That's incredible. Incredible (laughs) women. And I did this summit a couple weeks ago and one of our members told us that she came to one of the events, the virtual events and said her business went from $250,000 to $2 million in 2020. (laughs) Wow. That is incredible. Just an amazing testament to what you're doing with this community. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So these fireside chats, the women that are, are hosting the conversation that are, are speaking, are they members of the community already? Or are they, are you bringing in outsiders to speak? No, no, they, they're outsiders that speak. And so sometimes I'm very lucky to be very well connected. So yeah. I can pretty much go to any city and be like, Oh, here's a speaker for that. Or, <laughs> you know, I have no Like I have no ego. I have no, like, I, I'm not scared. I will DM someone and be like, I think you should be a speaker. Like you have to be that way, right? I DM Brittany Driscoll who has, who's the co-founder of Squeeze. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm totally in. So it's like, so, you know, she's in Nashville and in LA. And so I have no qualms about it. So sometimes I'll just text somebody, you know, on Instagram, but then also, the women who are in our, who are managing our cities are also well-connected and they can reach out to their networks. Right. Now, do these women that come in and do the fire, do they end, do some of them end up becoming members of Boss Talks? Yes, they do. Okay. Awesome. That's so amazing. I love it. So what is the ultimate goal or mission for Boss Talks? Where do you see Boss Talks going? Where do you want to take it? I mean, I would love for us to be known that we have changed that landscape economically for women. That's the goal. That's the mission. And, you know, I'd love for us to expand to every large city across the globe and be able to help as many women as possible, either, you know, start, grow, scale their business or, you know, help them climb that corporate career ladder because we're both entrepreneurial and corporate. So, okay. Well, I have no doubt that you'll get there. I mean, look at how far you've come since you started five years ago, it, it 11 chapters. That's, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's something you should be very proud of. Thank you. Well, the 11 chapters is in 2020. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. We basically launched every single chapter in 2020. Jeez. That yeah. is massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm also assuming then in order for women to join boss talks, there doesn't have to be a chapter in their city that they're in. They can just join and because it's virtual, but obviously there's got to be some proximity for them to attend live events. So how does that whole thing work then? So that's something that we're working on at the moment. Like I told you, we have a huge library of past events that you can go and watch, which I will tell you that evergreen content is so valuable. So just that alone in our premium membership is worth thousands of dollars. Yeah. The other side is that we have these quarterly trainings that our premium members get. Right. And those are small group trainings that they can ask anything as well. And they, and I mean, the most amazing things happen during those trainings. So they get that on top of that. And these, these are coaches that would charge thousands of dollars for something like this. Right. And you're getting it for 80 bucks a month. Yeah. You can't beat it. And they're curated. Like we don't just go out and say, Oh, 
you know, let's throw some spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> right? Like we vetted them. We've yeah. already, we've had them as speakers. We've, you know, we've really vetted them and, and done our research on them. And so they're completely curated for what an entrepreneur or a businesswoman needs right yeah. now. Awesome. So where can all the amazing ladies find out more about and look into becoming members of Boss Talks for those that are interested in joining? Sure. So the first thing they can do is go to bosstalks.com and we have a pop-up that you can add your email address for to be part of our newsletter and you'll get, you know, you'll get alerts on all the events that we have. They will all be virtual, whether they are in person or not. They will always there will always be a virtual component. You can also go to community.bosstalks.com, which is we're on Mighty Networks. And so you can go to that and you can kind of you can join for free and kind of check us out. And then what we allow is we allow one quarterly training, one quick pitch, and one 30-minute mentoring session for new free community members. Oh, okay. But just try out the premium membership to see what it's like. Awesome. That's amazing. I love yeah. it. Well, there you go, ladies. <laughs> so do you have any big things that you're currently working on or coming down the pike right now with I regards do, to Boss Talks that you can tell it. you can't tell us? <laughs> I, can't, I knew that I can't, was coming. I can't, say it. <laughs> I can't, I can't say it. Just, okay. just, I will tell you that's something that I can say. Yep. So we are so excited because we are doing our first live event, July awesome. 12th. Wow. So okay. we are launching our Nashville chapter live. Another one. Wow. <laughs> well, this is part of the 11, but okay. we haven't, we haven't done an event for Nashville yet. Okay. July 12th is our first event and it's going to be live in person. Awesome. And we're so excited for it. I'm flying in. I'm wow. going to, yes. So that's very exciting. And then we have some really big stuff launching in September that I can't talk about yet. Amazing. Well, keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. So Hillary, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? My biggest high. I mean, I get a big high every single day. I mean, I get to help women every single day, you know, (laughs) (laughs) with their dreams. And then my biggest win would probably have to be the case study that I told you about, which I just found out. And then we also, if anybody knows the business Alchemy 43, Nikki Levy, the founder, came to our first event back in 2014 when I started the speaker series. She ended up meeting the speaker who became her first investor. And now she has a multi-million dollar company. Incredible. So I would say that those are my biggest wins. You know, it's really interesting, Brad, because like, I'm not talking about my own win. I'm talking yeah, about just, someone else's yeah, win. And that's it, who I am. That's just who I am. That, that's it. Again, that's a great testament to your character in terms of how you like to help and lift others up. That sense of community. I mean, with community, everybody, you cannot lose with community. You just can't. And it's the most incredible thing when you do something or are part of something that has an impact on another human being, there is no feeling like it, honestly. And I mean, I would say we're much more than a community. We're a movement. Yeah. And, you know, when you become part of a movement to increase the economic footprint of women globally, that is big. That is huge. That's, <laughs> That's like, massive. You know, we're giving you, we're and, and not only that, you're getting the tools to not have to do it alone. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. I'm so proud of what we built and my business partner, Wendy, I could not do this without her at all. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, it's incredible what you've done. 
Absolutely. I am in awe. Thank it's you. Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become so successful? Master connector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. And I have no idea how I do this. I really don't. It's just like an innate thing in me. Yeah. But I know how to find opportunity where others don't see it. And my mind, it's so weird. It works like a whiteboard. So, you know, when you're, you've got a whiteboard and you're trying to figure out like how to connect the dots for an idea. That is how my mind works when I need to connect someone to an opportunity. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of success, what does that word mean to you? How do you define the word success? I define success in surrounding yourself with incredible people to lift you higher. Love it. Me, success is not about money. It's, it's about the people that you surround yourself with and that brings you success. Yeah. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? That I have to let go. It kind of goes back to my last company is that I have to kind of let go of the control and, and receive and let others do something. Things just open up more for me. And they didn't before. And I had to close my company clearly. Yeah. And now the right people and the right opportunities are just coming to me because I'm allowing things to, to happen. Years ago, I would have not allowed Wendy to interview anybody. Like I was like, no, 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 I'm the one that interviews. <laughs> and then I'm not, and I'm like, Wendy interview this person. I, just, I don't want to do it. Do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust in the universe and it will, it will have your back, right? Yeah. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? My mother gave me the best piece of advice I've ever received. She actually, and it's part of that chapter of the book. She basically said, you never know who you're going to meet. Right. So always be ready for whatever comes to you, right? In that chapter, she introduced me to Steve Wynn the casino mogul. Wow. <laughs> and I was able to kind of leverage that to, for myself and for, for other people. And she just really taught me like, always be well put together. Never go to the grocery store or be on a plane and look like, you know, look like a schlub because you really never know who you're going to meet and what kind of conversation that you're going to have. And then also like, how do you leverage that? But it's, it's not about being an opportunist. It's about creating an opportunity for yourself or someone else from somebody that you meet. Yeah. I love it. Very wise woman, your mom. She, (laughs) she, she definitely, she definitely is. Yes. (laughs) What makes you feel inspired or like your best self, Hillary? Mm, Just uh, (laughs) helping, helping other women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, you know, kind of seeing them, like when we are on our events or when we're on those trainings or even in quick pitch and somebody says like, this happened because of this, because of the person that you introduced us to or to me, you know, that is just so inspiring. And it just makes me like lights a fire under me. And it's like, okay, I got to do more. Got to do more. more <laughs> I love up this in feeling. Air, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like a high. You just got to keep it coming. Right. Yeah. I love yeah. how it makes you feel. Yeah. <laughs> What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? I'd say the turning point in my life really happened when, when I allowed my, so my company was acquired. So Bostocks was acquired. Uh, the concept was acquired by another company. And when I did that and when Wendy came on and invested in the company and became my co-founder, that's when everything changed. 
Okay. Yeah. What was your dream job as a child? I wanted to be a lawyer. Really? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer in the music industry, not just ah. any type of lawyer. I want to do okay. corporate law. I am a classically trained singer. Okay. Oh, I did not know that. Look at yeah. that. So I was in, you know, musical theater as a kid. And yeah. One of the things that I remember is, I don't know if you remember the Dixie Chicks. Yep. But they got completely screwed by their yes, record. Yes, they did. Right? And yep. then they started their own label. Yeah. My ultimate goal was to make sure that never, ever happened to another female artist. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do entertainment law wow. and, and be able to create, you know, some new contract or some new way of doing things in the music industry. So women weren't affected like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next yeah. group of questions will be one, two, three word answers. Okay. All right. How would you describe yourself in one word? Oh, God. That's a good question. I don't know if I can. <laughs> Probably ambitious. Ambitious? Okay. Yeah. Early bird or night owl? Both, actually. Money or fame? That, so I thought about that. Yeah. And for me, I have no interest in being a celebrity, like a reality star or anything like that. That is not, that's not the fame that I seek. The fame that I seek is having a legacy that I have done something for women. So when I am on my deathbed, I want people to be like, Hillary Gadsby changed the world for women. That's the fame that I would like yeah. to have. And I would like to be paid to do that. <laughs> so a bit of both. The best to... of both worlds, right? Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? I think that I have finally found happiness in myself and in my life. It took a really long time to get here. It took a lot of inner work to do it. I don't think you can buy happiness with money. Yeah has to come from within. Beautiful. Well said. If you could teach the world one thing, what would you teach them? How to connect to opportunity, how to connect other people. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Ruby's in the Orchard by the woman who founded Fiji Water, Linda Resnick. Okay. I will have to check that one out for sure. Definitely do. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Hate. There's too much going on about it right now. Yeah. Everything with Black Lives Matter, anti, you know, anti-Semitism, you know, hate for Asians, yeah. hate for Muslims, hate, 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 hate. I would love to be able to change that and have everybody just get along. I mean, like, can't we all it, just get it, along? Well, no, I mean, look, it's, life it's is, not, is right. not easy. It's not no, easy. It's, it's just not. like, there's so much that's thrown at us yeah. and you don't know that when you're a child. And now yeah. as an adult, you're like, oh my God, what else is happening? You know, yeah, and sure. just, and then adding hate in there and it makes things harder. It's like, why do you want to do that to yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no child is born racist. It's, no. it's learned behavior. Yes. We need to shift that. We need to eradicate it. It's yes. ridiculous that it still yes. exists. Yes. In uh, all I, forms. In, yeah. in every place, it's there's racism. Yeah. It's horrible. Horrible. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? <laughs> there's actually a quote <laughs> that, I, that we just posted. 
And it was like something about the devil says basically, uh oh, she's up. <laughs> like it's one of those. Like, like I <laughs> I would say I can't remember the exact quote. I should have brought it for you. I'll have to send it to you, but okay. it's on her Instagram. And it's just like, all right, she's up, she's ready to take she's on been the awakened. World. look out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the first thing you think of when I say the word future? opportunity. Okay. We're done with the rapid fire section. We're now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. (laughs) What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? I have made a health investment in myself. I started doing more and more acupuncture. I'm a former athlete. And so I have a lot of aches and pains and and I'm also 43. So get, you know, getting older. I've really, I've really invested in my my physical health, my mental health, acupuncture helps both your physical and your mental health. And then also just adopting a better meal plan for myself on a daily basis and not, you know, trying to stay away from sugar and things like that. So, because my mother has Alzheimer's and, and my grandmother also had it. So I'm very worried about mental health when I'm older. So I'm changing my diet to, to something that will hopefully stop it reverse yeah. it yeah combat that wow look at that. i'm learning so much about you a classically trained singer a former <laughs> athlete holy shit is there anything you, you're superwoman is there anything you can't do <laughs> a lot of things i mean <laughs> phenomenal you are a true inspiration hillary amazing thank you thank you what gives you the motivation to keep going just the women in my community they make me want to do better every single day love it What's your personal motto? Oh gosh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could say take every day as it comes. You know, my mother also told me that no matter how many times you fall, you can always get back up and start over. And I've felt I've fallen so many times and I guess you could call it failure, but failure is for me, it's not like a four letter word. It's, it's, it's just an opportunity to, to do better and to start over. I love that attitude and mindset. That's amazing. So speaking of failures, what would you say is one of your biggest failures or, or let's call it life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? I would say my biggest failure was a company that I started a couple of years ago with some partners and they were clearly not the right fit. We were not the right fit. And I learned a hard lesson and, you know, we closed the company after a year because it just didn't, it didn't work. We weren't aligned. Yeah. And I think that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. And also kind of, it allowed me to look deeper because I was at fault at some, in some things just as they were. And so, you know, I think when you're looking for a business partner or a co-founder, it's really important to be aligned on many things and also to have really good communication between you. Should there be any sort of, you know, disagreement or, you know, you just need to have really good communication. Yeah. So speaking of partnerships and whatnot, how did you and Wendy come to meet and how did that whole thing transpire? Wendy and I met through a mutual friend of ours and he introduced us and we kind of became fast friends and she, she started coming to my events and we started talking about talking about what I'm doing. And I said, do you want to be my COO? And (laughs) she's like, well, let me think about it. And she was in corporate for a little while. And she decided kind of like what you were talking about, that she was in this place where she was like, screw this. I'm done. I'm not going to be in this anymore. She went to, she was in a very high position 
and she couldn't go any higher. Yeah. And she had always wanted to start a business and she just didn't have, she didn't have the community. She didn't have the mentors. She didn't have anyone to help her. And then she saw what I was doing and has always been a, a huge advocate in helping women in her industry. And so she was like, well, here's what I want to do. I want to invest in the business yeah. and I'll be your co-founder. And I was like, done. And the rest, as they say, is history. And she's the best business partner I've ever had. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing when things like that come together and happen like that, right? Yeah. Who in your life, Hillary, has had the biggest impact on you and why? My mom. Yeah. And again, just all the lessons that she taught me. You know, she really taught me, both my parents really taught me how to like get, have the gift of gab and just be able to talk to anybody, whether it was like, you know, a homeless man on the street to a billionaire, right? Like you just, you, you treat them the same way with kindness and you don't look at their status. You look at them as a person. And so that's something that my parents have always told me. And then again, the other thing, you know, no matter how many times you fall, you can always get back up. And my mom showed me that many times over when she was in her businesses. So you fall eight times, get up nine. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you could set up a billboard anywhere in the world, where would you put it? And what would it say? Good question. I would say probably Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. (laughs) And it would say, take every opportunity that comes to you. Love it. What do you think the most common reason for people failing or giving up is? The lack of community and support and the tools. Because right now, I mean, we have, we have an internet full of stuff, but what do you actually need for something to work? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's what Boss Talks does. It gives all the tools and the resources and it's the all mentorship, there. Everything. Yeah, it's, it's, all, awesome. it's all in one, one little place for <laughs> 80 bucks a month. <laughs> if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? If I stepped in your shoes, maybe something a little more personal about me. Tell us a bit about your classically trained singing or your, your stint as an athlete. So... Well, I was a ski racer for nine years. My dad was a ski instructor. Oh, okay. So I have been on skis since the age of four. Wow. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, I grew up in Sun Valley, Idaho. It's a ski resort. So you either are a skier or you're not. (laughs) And if you're not, you're kind of an outcast. So I was put on skis when I was four years old, actually kicking and screaming. I hated skiing because- The first time my dad put me on the mountain, I had to go into like a ski school class and my dad sort of like just threw me in. Right. (laughs) So I went into the ski school with a bunch of kids and they put me on the chairlift and I had never ridden the chairlift by myself. So I didn't know how to get off. (laughs) Well, guess who went around the bowl wheel? (laughs) I'm going to guess Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the singing, it's just, it, my mother sings too. She never did anything with it. I never did anything with it really, but I, I wanted to do something in music. I wanted to have a music minor. And so I had to, to be able to do that at college, you had to be trained. Right. So I ended up for an entire summer being trained by a famous opera singer. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> yeah. And so I learned how to sing Italian arias. Wow. And then I and then I was in choir in college. So why do you think you never did anything? Why did you never do anything with it then? Because the music industry is cutthroat and awful. And yeah. they're just they're just very difficult. I, I didn't want to put myself in that situation of you know, having a, such a passion and a dream and having it maybe not go anywhere. Because the thing with the music industry is if you're not what they're looking for at that specific time, then yeah. you're going to get rejected, whether you're good or not. I have a great friend of mine who is like a quadruple threat. This girl is amazing. She's like yeah. a combination of Shania Twain and Faith Hill. And wow. she's incredible. And she, she had a record deal and then they were like, oh, sorry, you're not the right fit for right now. You're not the end girl. Right. So why would you want to put yourself through that? Yeah. I wouldn't. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Hillary, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Don't sweat the small stuff. Very important. I just had someone say that to me earlier today, actually. Yeah. Very important. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? It actually comes from a uh, a speech that I already did. Be bold, listen to the subtle hints, and believe in yourself. Simple and to the point. I love it. Yep. <laughs> very impactful. Hillary, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today. This has thank been you. such an incredibly inspirational chat. You are one of a kind. You're such a beautiful soul and so thank inspiring. You. And just the work you're doing and your willingness to help elevate and amplify women and I think it's absolutely incredible. You are a wonderful, wonderful human being and a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the work you're doing. It's been an absolute honor having you on the show and oh, connecting with you. you. Oh, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show. I love what you're doing. I love your mission. I love your purpose. I mean, you and I are quite aligned in our mission. So I think it's absolutely amazing the work you're doing and I have no doubt you will achieve global domination. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's the goal. (laughs) There you go. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Hillary Gadsby. She is the CEO and co-founder of Boss Talks based in LA. Thank you so much, Hillary. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.